I really appreciate the, this word and the, the meaning behind this word intuitive. Intuitive knowledge is, is not necessarily super logical or is certainly not scientific. It's just something you know and you come to know. Uh, you intuit it, you, you discover it, and, and you know it with certainty, and yet um, it, there's a lot of mystery mixed in with it. And I think the Word of God today, and, and in this week of Holy Week, uh, it's very intuitive and it touches a whole bunch of things. For example, this uh, reading from Isaiah that has one of the four uh, suffering servant poems, they call them. And, and the intuitive nature of this is that, um, well, first of all, Isaiah was written long before Jesus. And yet these, in, these um, suffering servant poems get applied to Jesus, always has been from the earliest part of the church, because they match. And they talk about a suffering servant, here he is, who, um, who would preach justice, but not screaming and yelling it, but would utter it almost softly and gently. And the description is, uh, a bruised reed, it would not break. So if we took uh, one of the um, palms from yesterday and, and, and crushed it, and it was all bru bruised and broken, but not pulled apart. And, and if you touched it one more time, it probably would fall apart. But Jesus' gentle way would be so gentle that it, it wouldn't break. And even a, a, a richer image to me, if I blow out this candle and the wick is still red because it's, it's the, you know, it's, it was on fire, but it's not out completely, and that if you touched it, it would crumble. And Jesus' gentle approach to preaching justice would be gentler than that. And so the word applies to Jesus, although I don't think it was written about Jesus, unless in an intuitive kind of way, Isaiah kind of knew this, maybe, that when the Messiah would come and would preach justice, um, there'd be a price that sin would, if not destroy, would attempt to destroy this word of God that would come to us through the Messiah. And yet, what would conquer that sin would be love and forgiveness. Now that's nowhere provable, but intuitively it seems to me that's what this suffering servant image gives to us. Whether it was meant for Jesus or in a collective way for a time uh, when the Messiah would come, um, it seems to speak to Jesus beautifully. And then we get this gospel, and of course we, we are hyped up for our Thursday evening annual washing of the feet. And so uh, we see Jesus going around to wash the feet of the disciples, and then we get this story, um, I think cleverly put here by the church, looking at another washing of feet, and this is the washing of the feet by Mary. And she does it out of pure love. Remember that quotation from the scriptures, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel. And, and of all things, you think you'd say, how beautiful are the lips, or how beautiful the mouth, because that's the preaching, but the feet of the one who carries the body that has the mouth that would preach. Even the feet are beautiful.
And maybe they're more beautiful because, you know, if I want to preach the word to division, I can't preach it from here. I got to go down to division. And so the feet that carried the person who would preach the gospel, how beautiful those feet. And so what does Mary do? She anoints them with precious oil and then wipes that oil off with her hair. An act of pure love, washing the feet of the one who raised her brother from the dead, washing the feet of a dear, dear friend. But Jesus will wash the feet, not for that same reason, although that probably was mixed in with it, but to give a model and example of service. As if to say, um, but because he does say, you see what I've just done for you, you must do the same. And what would that be? You must wash the feet of everyone. The scriptures, I think, in a very intuitive and beautiful way are leading us into so many of the deep issues of this Holy Week. And when we come to the final triduum, the three days, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday, those are the most sacred days. In fact, Years before we ever had a Lent for 40 days, we had the Triduum. That was probably the oldest tradition wrapped around the death and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. So today we're drawn in, drawn in very beautifully to consider uh, some ways that all of these scriptures seem to work together to uh, proclaim and announce this good news of the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus.